Hey everyone, Matt Frazier here. This week we are doing something special. We are publishing each of the five episodes of the Plant-Based Morning Show on this No Meat Athlete radio feed just to give you a little taste of what the daily format feels like. As you may have heard us say, it's a daily show that we do live at 11 a.m. Eastern on the No Meat Athlete underscore official account on Instagram and on the No Meat Athlete page on Facebook. It is light. It is fast moving. We talk about plant-based headlines. And what a lot of the reviewers have said uh, is that it's basically the introduction segments of No Meat Athlete Radio, but extended to a 30 or 40 minute episode and presented every single weekday. Like the intros, they are a lot of fun. I am loving them. I look forward to doing these things every single day. So if you like that part of NMA Radio, then you're going to like the plant-based morning show. Obviously, we're not going to keep publishing all the episodes over here on the No Meat Athlete Radio feed. It's just something we're doing this week. If you like what you hear, you can go subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called The Plant-Based Morning Show. So check it out, and I hope you enjoy it. So anyway, Doug, let's... Yeah. Uh, How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, it was It was kind of just busy. We had a lot of soccer stuff. I went down to Greenville yesterday, whole hour, I mean, whole, uh, whole day just away from my daughter's soccer. Uh, so that was fun. So I made, I made some food on... Uh, Saturday, I made uh, some Spanish stuff. We had talked about the smoked paprika. I told you I was going to make it and use it in uh, in my vegan chorizo, which I did. I did not get around to posting that on Instagram just yet. Uh, but I made a sort of a Spanish feast on Saturday since we didn't get to do a big Sunday dinner. Um, so it was all good. Uh, and then I came home and we had two puppies in our house on Sat on Sunday because oh. we are fostering them and they like in- immediately became available when I th- we thought it'd be next week. So now we have <laughs> these two little puppies. They're like eight weeks old or something uh this was the solution to our, our dog died uh in uh, probably six months ago now uh and it was devastating i hated it and i said i'm not having another dog because it hurts too much when they die i just i just hate i don't know for some reason i was like i'm just not not doing that again uh, and there are other reasons of course travel you know the family we're so busy it's like why we don't need to have a dog uh so we thought maybe what we can do is foster because the kids want the dog so bad so we thought we can just foster have a little separation say goodbye so that was the plan everyone i told the plan to yesterday was like you know you're keeping those dogs right you know there's no way those things are going back to the to the next family or whoever uh and sure enough already both kids have asked me if we could keep one of them or keep both (laughs) and i don't know they they have favorites i don't i mean well maybe a little bit but Mm. i like them both uh they're just i mean they're really they're they're great little puppies you know we uh we found a cat when I was a kid, um, like a stray cat, and brought it in to, uh, and put it up for adoption and did the whole thing, like, you know, but held on to it for a little while. My dad refused to let us name it because, um, uh, because he knew if we named it, we'd keep it. Right. Uh, and so um, we just called it Kitty. And then sure enough, uh, 15 years later, when it died, we were still calling it, <laughs> we were still calling it Kitty. <laughs> it lived with us for the next, you know, <laughs> for most of my life. So uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. Once you bring them in, it's hard to let them go. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that they, uh, the puppy dog clothes is part of, part of sales marketing lore. Is you, at the end, <laughs> yeah. you say, just take it home, just try it out for a week, see mm-hmm. how it goes. And then if you don't mm-hmm. like it, you, you return it. Uh, and so I can't believe I fell for it, and and I did, and here we are. So one day I'll put the puppies on on here, but I just figured wouldn't do that just yet because I don't know. Yesterday or last time we had the live stream issues with Joel Khan coming up, which was awesome. I was it was fun, and I got a lot of people saying like, "Hey, that was a great show. The show is doing great now," mm. which is good. I was glad about that because I was a little bit worried that we'd had too many guests recently, and that it was like, especially with them not showing up on certain channels. Um, but people liked it a lot, so it's good. I'm glad. And my, my struggle, which I told you, Doug, bless you, 
Uh, I'm also fighting off something Doug yesterday hit me, but anyway, soldiering on. Um, yes. But anyway, so I, I, I told you I was losing sleep over, I want to be able to do these shows and like just be able to ramble and get into stupid stories and stuff. Cause that, when I th- thought about making the show, it was like, I wanted to make it like a, a radio show where it feels like you're hanging out with friends and that happens sometimes friends ramble into stories. Uh, and so I, I wanted it to be like that. And then at the same time, we were like, wow, like a lot of these guests are starting to want to be part of the show, which is really cool. And I want them to be part of the show. And it was like, how do we find the balance between these things? Uh, that's why I just want to do it on weekends and have it go two hours and all that. And just unlimited time <laughs> for whatever. But can't do that just yet. Uh, so anyway, maybe, we're trying to balance it. But no guests arranged today. If anyone wants to come up, of course, feel free you know, to, uh, to ask requests. Uh, I know now I will warn the live, the, the multi-stream people who are not here on Instagram that uh, they won't be able to hear the guests still. But that's okay. They can pop over to Instagram and, and then get the full experience. You know, uh, now that we're on Twitch, we should be just like hanging out, playing video games, and you know, then we're really just hanging out. With yeah, we could become like a twenty-four hour channel where yeah, yeah we yeah. just keep the camera there, play some music if we're not there, but then when we show up, we just uh-huh. game and stream. And we'll just gradually, you know, we'll get so addicted to it, we won't not, we'll never want to leave, so we'll just be there all the time. Right, our, and then money will start family, showing up in our bank accounts, and then yep. mm-hmm. everything. Family good. will love it, and our wives will just be thrilled That's by perfect. it. Perfect. So, yeah. Sounds like um, a good plan. How about you? How'd your weekend go? And what did you put the smoked paprika in or on? I must know. And don't so, tell me nothing. I, I know. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we made, we, we did, uh, we used sm- smoked, paprika, smoked paprika both uh, Saturday and Sunday. Um, I used it uh, on Saturday morning. We woke up, had a big brunch, okay. did a bunch of uh, potatoes, put it all over the potatoes, did just eggs. During the just cooking, eggs. during the cooking, or you sprinkled at the table? At the table. It's not how you Well, actually, no, that's not true. Uh, that is not true. During the cooking a little bit, but then also on top. Okay. So I shouldn't have done that. Are you saying I shouldn't no, have done it, that? No, you can do that. And I, I do a little bit. It's a little harsh for, for that kind of taste. Uh, okay. I feel like Well, a lot need... of people said in the comments last week that they like to sprinkle it on top. So that's what I... Yeah, I know. I know they did. And and you, <laughs> I did that too in my thing that I made. I made this potato stew with the with the vegan chorizo I'd made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also in all of those parts. It has to, it has to saute yeah, yeah. in the olive oil. Like, that's just a crucial... It just gets the aroma release. Oh, you add it to the olive oil. Yeah. Before you add it the vegetables. Over low yeah. heat, you put that... Mm-hmm. You know, your onions and garlic and such. But the paprika goes in then, too. And then okay. it just smells amazing. So that's that's your next uh, assignment. Okay. So I did that. And then I also did... Uh, someone recommended putting it on top of avocado toast. Did that as well. And that was really delicious. All of it was mm. delicious. So it was on top of the just eggs and okay. potatoes uh, one day and then avocado toast the next so I still haven't made like a, I wouldn't call either of those a real meal. I haven't like baked right. like a Spanish stew or something, but yeah. Oh, patatas bravas. Stew. That's, I mean, you got, you got close. You got, you got two important ingredients in, in the bravas. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, um, nice job. But no, it was, I was, it was a big hit. It was a big hit for me and for, for Katie. It was great. Good. And, yes. the, and uh, Chloe. Eliza wasn't as, as sold on it uh, just yet, but I think she wasn't as sold on the just eggs in general. She doesn't. She didn't care for that. So I think that that was probably the bigger problem than the smoked paprika. By the way, did you know Just Egg, last week we talked about them, and I think I think you had said, and I said, are they chickpeas? And you said, yeah. Well, someone else commented mung bean at that point, and we were we thought that was just some random suggestion. I, in, in my extensive research for the show, came across another Just Egg article, and apparently it's made from mung bean like stuff, Oh, it's protein. mung bean. It, that is mung beans. Yeah, which I had no idea. It just behaves like chickpeas the way I, anytime I've used it. Huh. Or garbanzo flour, yeah. Uh, but I guess mung bean is the thing. Yeah, really which is cool. That, yeah, that is cool. And Great. and it seems that it seems that as a trend is sort of ex- expanding what people are using for these meat options, like the uh, 
the unreal foods delis things i've been using like they have lentils and all these other different powders and not powders i mean maybe they are but they are using other proteins in there than just the typical you know pea soy chickpea now uh so that's kind of a good thing okay so before we move on i want to uh have some chats coming in about what people ate for for their favorite meal of the of the last couple days so if you could let us know in the chat we'll come back to it later as we as we progress along favorite meal good definitely do that um Okay, and then one more formal up, or, or small update before we get into the, the real part of the show. Uh, Vegan Strong team, we had Robert on. Yes. Uh, Robert Cheek was on, I think, co-hosting. I think it was Thursday, uh, mm-hmm. hyping up this weekend's event. They were at Mr. America, and uh, they have done amazingly well, from what I can tell. You know, not sure if that's the vegan spin department, just saying everything's good. Which, And let me tell you, there's a huge vegan spin department. Uh I've just noticed with these vegan set, like there are articles. Remember a couple weeks ago, we did the uh, vegetarian and vegan diets linked to depression, right? Correlation, yep. sort of. Yep. They're just just correlated. Not no one's saying cause, but then now now some of these news sites have have experts uh, experts weigh in on problems with plant based depression studies, or like experts, you know, basically just trashing the studies, and that's the headline. And that, and so for these sites, it's the first time some of them have covered this news at all. They're just saying. This is, t- and I, I just don't like that. There's so much. It's like only this. I hate that we could have a news outlet and it could be only, only things that hit this are positive in favor of the mm-hmm. thing we like. Uh, so, anyway, I don't think this is the vegan spin, spin department because I've seen, I just saw the updates on Instagram coming over the weekend. And it sounds like people won in, or won or at least went in the top three in CrossFit, in the uh, bikini fitness model stuff, in uh, powerlifting, at least. And that one, I think the, the powerlifting team came in as the smallest powerlifting team and they took third place in that which is amazing right vegan powerlifting yeah you just awesome. don't think of that as going together i mean it's starting to change and these days maybe you do uh that when we wrote our book the plant-based athlete last year that was like the big surprise for me was just how many good powerlifters there are who are vegan uh so that's a pretty cool thing to me just because that's not the sport you would near most people associate with plant-based diets um and Giacomo got he placed in the bodybuilding competitions. I mean, it was tons and tons of different awards they were getting. So I think it was a big success. There's no Giacomo official update too? yet. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think in I think in two things maybe. Uh, so anyway, no no official stuff just yet um, has been has come out by them. But I've I've put the feelers out and we're going to get that update early. So we might be one of the first to to break the news of the full list of the of the winners. Love it. That's great. So anyway. Yeah, so good for them. Congratulations, and uh, looking forward to to hearing more about that. Do you think that Do you think that some news outlets are going to have uh, experts react to um, to plant based morning shows? Uh, terrible take that uh, <laughs> that that we can't only say good things about our diet. I'm not saying it's a terrible take. I'm saying that they'll call it a terrible take. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they've declared war on us like we have on them. And we haven't actually done it. Again, we're friends. It's nice. Just today, Veg News put out the article, uh, or put on Instagram their thing highlighting this is one of the podcasts you must listen to. I think this was right after Rich Roll in their little Instagram, uh, you know, display, whatever yeah, you swipe left. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so it's good. And uh, and I've got a Veg News story to start with, and I, I was going to actually shout out Veg News on this particular thing. So if we're ready to go into this, we don't, and no more yeah, weekend stories from you. Well, we got no a more. couple, we got a couple, uh, Red lentil pumpkin curry soup. That sounds so seasonal and delicious. Today, this weekend felt like the first weekend of fall here in the mountains. It, all the leaves have changed. And, right. Uh, it, it, it feels and, like fall. <clears throat> and uh, roasted cauliflower in a cast iron skillet. That sounds delicious as well. So let us know uh, those favorite meals. Keep them coming. 
Um, but let, yeah, let's move on to uh, our first Veg News article. Okay, good. So this one, this is we typically only kind of cover the uh, the hard hitting, the the news, the stuff that we're trying to break the stories, things that are fun to react to. And Veg News does a lot of the same, right? They're they're putting up the fake meat stuff very yeah. often because that's what's kind of exciting and fun, and that's probably what gets shared more. Well, they put they put up an article uh, a couple days ago. Which plant based foods have the most fiber? And I thought good for them because that's about as boring as a topic as you could have. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like one of the most important things and and it's we forget it so easily we're talking about the decline of the plant-based meat industry and how all this stuff is up in arms and who knows what's going on this turmoil but like that that's really not why almost anyone here is on this diet uh that's just been a recent thing that has been really fun and interesting but like people eat this way because it's healthy and none of those foods are the ones that have the most fiber so anyway so veg news has put out an article about that uh, and I figured we could cover some things now and then where give us a chance to talk about food, talk about healthy stuff, mention meals that we make, whatever. Uh, because I've gotten some feedback over the weekend from people who, who were like saying like, what were the recipes you guys said for this and this? Or what's the meals and what's the links? And I was like, I don't have links for those. But we got to start putting links in the show notes. Another reason why we need an, an intern. Well, I put links in every day. I put the, I put the links to the articles we talk about in the in oh, the actual do. description. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm job. the intern. Uh, <laughs> But I don't have, I mean, like when we talk about, I think at the end of yesterday, I talked about um, espinacas with, with the garbanzos, the spinach and garbanzo bean thing. I yeah. said, make that with smoked paprika. And someone was like, well, what's the recipe? There is no recipe. It's just a, it's a, it's a billion year old, you know, typical food that they eat there. We could find one, but it's, it's just a dish. So I'm not going to have many links for recipes, I don't think. Uh, it, it would just be too hard. But anyway, we'll mention foods as, as needed. So anyway... Uh, this is plant-based. Which ones have the most fiber? Fiber's good. Uh, Dr. Will be fiber-fueled, best-selling book, smash hit, actually. This year, plant ba- or uh, fiber-fueled cookbook came out. Uh, again, New York Times bestseller. So it's good that like this message, which is not an exciting one, is spreading. And people are, are getting that the plant-based diet has to do with this stuff as well, not just yeah. impossible burgers and you know, everything else. I mean, um, fiber might be the most important thing, right? Definitely. And as far as like healthy eating guidelines, like what should I do to eat healthily— yeah, that's one of the simplest things you could tell someone if you wanted to like capture healthy eating in a phrase, eat lots of fiber. Like it's hard to do that and have an awful diet. I mean, fiber rich whole foods. Yes, whole foods. Right? Not not not. Uh, what was that orange juice supplement they used to make that you put? <laughs> I mean, there used to be ads on TV for it all the time, yeah. and it was yeah, a yeah. powder you stirred into stuff, and it made like an orange drink, and it was a fiber drink. Uh-huh. Uh, and people eat fiber gummies and stuff like that now. Uh, but yeah. no, the whole foods. And, and so if you eat fiber rich whole foods. The stuff that comes with it is always going to be good. The fiber is going to help you absorb it. It's just a good healthy eating tip, and it's one that's easy to forget. But a very good way to kind of measure how you're doing is just think about how much fiber you're eating. So which ones have the most fiber? Uh, it's a quick list. We'll run down it. It's not long. Uh, number one, legumes. Uh, they mentioned a few examples. Kidney beans, black beans, split peas, green and red lentils, brown lentils. And, uh, you know, for me, when I saw this, I said, that's a good thing because that is – the one food that I can count on eating almost every single day. Uh, yep. Sometimes it takes the form of tofu, which is somewhat more processed than the beans themselves. Uh, but a lot of times we will make a pot of beans near the beginning of the week. You don't have to make them fresh. I mean, you can just you can use canned beans and rinse rinse some of them to get the sodium off, maybe. Uh, but you know, even that, great. If you're gonna eat beans that way, do it. But anyway, yep. it's nice to make the pot of beans. Like take a pound of dried beans and make them it's simple. Uh, and then you have this whole thing in your refrigerator that's sitting there all week, and you just keep thinking of ways to use it and put it on salads and all that. 
Yeah. So uh, that's that's encouraging to me. I mean, beans are great for so many reasons, but uh, the fact that they're the highest fiber source that's a that's a good thing. And shout out to uh, Brown Lentils for thirteen grams, which is the highest on this list that they've put together here. And what I like about lentils, as opposed to uh, dried beans, is that they are just so much easier to cook. I mean, you can cook them in twenty minutes or thirty minutes. Or right, that's a great uh, point. And so, if you're looking for a quick, easy, whole food thing, not from a can, then uh, lentils are the way to go. Good. Um, number two, whole grains. Not that exciting, but it's easy to forget about whole grains. Like we've been doing the bonza pasta all the time. It's actually easy to make the choose beans over whole grains all the time. And even in our house, I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma now among others in the family uh, about using regular pasta. Like somehow that's no good anymore. We can't use the whole grain pasta. Uh, we need to just use the bean pasta because that's what's healthy. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. They may be listening to the show. They may not. Uh, so I'm always now and then pushing and saying, we got we to gotta just have the whole grain pasta now and then. Uh, but anyway, even pasta is not the best form of whole grains. Get The whole grains, when they are actually whole, like when you get get some barley or some farro, uh, that's that's a great source of whole grains. Oats are good. I don't eat many oats. I don't like oatmeal, but uh, my wife certainly does. I've got uh, some right here. I was just eating it. I just got back from a long Oh, yeah? I haven't had breakfast Let's see it. Yet, wow, so. it looks delicious. <laughs> it's very brown. It has, a bunch of, uh, it has a bunch of peaches in it. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Seasonal, local. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just a little, bought a, a little postseason. I, I bought a, is it, I, I was in the store the other day and I was told to buy smoothie fruit. Uh, so I got a Carolina blend and I got home and it was, I realized it was strawberries, peaches, and bananas. And I just was not that thrilled. I was hoping to get berries and things that are more in, antioxidant rich. But how I, is, whatever. How is banana part of the Carolina blend? <laughs> I don't know. And, and why I put it in? Because. I mean, I guess that makes you could have an all-in-one smoothie thing and you just dump yeah. that in. But yeah. we always put the banana in anyway, so right. it just seemed. I, I realized later it was not a good idea. But yeah, maybe somebody's figured out how to grow bananas here. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So what whole grains uh, are they calling out here? Uh, Balder, which is a form of wheat, quinoa, popcorn, and barley. Popcorn, popcorn. we do. We do. That's kind of our like. That's the worst. No, alcohol is the worst food to eat. The second worst food I eat consistently is popcorn. Uh, we get like the pseudo healthy kind that has is cooked in, comes with avocado oil or something. But we're still microwaving it, and I think those bags are just terrible. Uh, but some days when I get home from like soccer practice and already ate dinner, and I'm gonna like have a little glass of wine or something and watch football, I make a bag of that popcorn and I eat the whole thing. That was very specific. Coming home from soccer, already had dinner, get a glass of wine, gotta watch football. It's every, it's every night. It's my it's literally <laughs> yes. that is every night of the week for me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so why are you, why is anybody still using the bag popcorn? That's what I gotta know. They they make this thing, this contraption that you put in the microwave. It's this little foldable, collapsible silicone thing. You just put the whole popcorn kernels in there, and okay. it pops up. It's just as easy as bag popcorn. Do you put oil in? Delicious. No, no oil. Completely. So it's gonna free. taste bad. No, it tastes delicious. You just add a little bit of like vegan butter and some nutritional yeast in there, or a little oil or whatever. Uh, it tastes uh-huh. delicious. Perfect. Okay. Is it like an as seen on TV type of gadget? Uh, maybe. I definitely got it at like a stocking <laughs> stuffer one year. But we use it all the time. <laughs> okay. We use it like multiple okay. times What's a week. it called? <laughs> Give me a name on it. Okay. I'm going to, while you're going to the next one, I'm going to Google it. Okay. Uh, quinoa. I, I'm not into quinoa. I don't, I just don't like it. Uh, it's not a whole grain either. It's a, it's a seed, right? The pseudo grain, everyone famously calls it. Uh, I think it's very similar to grains. And I think a lot uh-huh. of grains are, are almost indistinguishable from seeds. I don't know the actual dividing line. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, quinoa's okay. I don't know. Bulgur. They don't mention the gluten-free issue, which 
I think it's good. Uh, all right. Anyway, so on to the next nuts and seeds. Uh, there are so many reasons to eat nuts and seeds. And, and again, maybe fiber has to do with it, just like beans, where I'm like, these are an amazing food, longevity food, Blue Zones food. Same with nuts and seeds. I think a quarter cup per day, most days of the week, has been shown in some studies to extend life by about two years. Uh, so that's a that's an amazing you know deal. You get to eat a handful of, of almonds and live longer, and it's good. Um, yep. So nuts and seeds are great. Not to mention, pro- all these things are decent protein sources, too. Everybody obsesses over the protein. Um, but if you get high fiber sources, you're tending also to get high protein things because you're not eating processed foods and then the protein's still there. Uh, so anyway, nuts and seeds, uh, in particular, walnuts, pistachios, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, almonds, flaxseed. Uh, I tend to favor, as for not snacking, like smoothies and just salads, whatever, like walnuts and flax seeds, I once heard Dr. Greger say that were his two like go-to uh, seeds as far as health goes, health, nuts and seeds. So I'll put walnuts and flax seeds in smoothies. And then usually I just snack on almonds. Um, I can't do that. I mean, the, the natural almonds that truly have no oil, no roasting. Yeah, just, they're you so know, dry. It's hard. Yeah. And and I try. You can eat them in like a trail mix sometimes, and that works. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's one of those cases where to me, like, do the second best thing and just get some almonds that have been that have been baked in oil or whatever. And like, you are getting a small amount of oil with that for sure. Not not as good as the as the almond. And also, I think the temperature destroys some of the enzymes or whatever. Um, not sure that's that big a deal because I think I think almonds have to be pasteurized anyway in this country. Uh, but anyway, it's like if you're going to find a way to actually eat it, and those studies aren't based on raw. They're just based on nuts. So eat the nuts that you're going to eat. Now, if that's the blue diamond wasabi flavor uh, that has a billion seasonings on it, uh, yeah, I'm going to question that choice. But, you know, something pretty plain with some salt, a little bit of salt. What about, uh, I grew up eating a lot of... Uh... Honey, honey roasted, honey salted peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess peanuts aren't nuts, but like, uh, yeah, it's like honey roasted. I think it's honey roasted, right? Were your um, parents my grandparents because they ate those all the time? And <laughs> yeah, else I, mean, I don't know. It was like it was like the time of uh, where you know, Mr. Of, Peanut the, of life when yeah, Mr. Peanut was huge. You're right, and, that uh, was pretty big. Um, man, I grew up eating so much yeah. of that stuff. See, it was... is it is so terrible for you? It, is it really bad? I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't obviously, know. I, I just obviously honey, it's honey like not vegan. In, sugar and but yeah like if you have to add sugar and salt uh mm-hmm. and oil right? i mean eventually the nuts become a whole lot of other stuff that's not that much nuts yeah right uh but yeah, i mean who knows the one the example i said is the same thing it just doesn't have uh sugar in it but it has salt and oil but anyway yeah. i get the i get the reduced sodium um blue diamond almonds and the lightly salted i think they're called and those are actually really good and the kids like them so that's that's been our our nut that we eat all the time all right, all right. next let's power through the rest of these i think we only got two more right yeah uh, fruit, yep. not not. I don't always think of that as a fiber food, but uh, but it is. All fruit is a good source of fiber. They mentioned a bunch: blueberries, apples, bananas, raspberries, pears, uh, avocados. Even doesn't seem like avocado would be fiber rich, but it is. Uh, and vegetables. Uh, I mean, they give a bunch of vegetables, but it's just all vegetables are going to have this stuff. Just eat eat whole vegetables. Um, I don't yeah. know if you, I don't know if raw changes fiber content like does it soften mm. the fiber up and make it different or less effective or more effective i have no idea um but you know eat vegetables raw and fra- raw and cooked lots of good reasons to do both uh, so if you're gonna if it. you're gonna um if you're gonna be like man i need a lot more fiber today what what food are you going to was metamucil is that the name of the oh, yeah metamucil yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah yeah so that that's what popped into my mind but no that's not what i'm tending to eat uh i honestly haven't ever said i need more fiber today or i'm gonna eat a lot of fiber today i i guess if i was 
in my head, I'd go to the whole grains. I would think that's the fiber source. Yeah. But I don't really know if that's valid. I think there's just a fiber source among many. Yeah, I think what, I would what go about beans. You? You have a I think good, I, I mean, the beans. popcorn's a good choice. If I had to have one, only, yeah. that's, that's a good one. Yeah, I think I would go beans. But, you know, and, and interestingly, because uh, this article, this Veg News article, tells you per serving or per cup or whatever, how many grams of fiber. Um, and the beans and the whole grains have way more than, like, fruit and vegetables. And they still, you know, those are still good. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's three or four times as much. So, Okay. Good to know. So you can't just do all vegetables. Okay, so the popper is called the original. Oh wait, uh, the proper popper. The proper. And popper. it looks like uh, this is not the one that we have. We have a knockoff, but it looks like there's a ton of these silicone. If you just Google silicone popcorn maker, um, highly recommend. Correct. It okay. folds up, Good. folds down, goes into your little shelf. Oh, I like that. I'd like to get away from the bag popcorn. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a good. Whatever they put in those bags, plastics and things is surely not good. All right. Um. So moving on. So we we spent a long time here, Doug. But it's okay. It's a holiday. What what else are we gonna do? Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> spend time anyway, with the family. So as yeah. I was I was, <laughs> my family's at school. Well, one of my family's at school. The other one's doing school, uh, at home. Yeah. But the puppies. I gotta get back to those puppies. The puppies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can't forget the puppies. Yeah. Um. All right. So I was doing a bunch of research today. Just typically Monday, I go through all the articles, stuff that came out over the weekend, and everything. Started putting it into pocket, Doug. A good little saver of stories, uh, and I was struck again by the amount of negative headlines today. These are the, these are some of the ones I saved, which we're not going to go through almost any of these. But uh, from foreign policy, plant-based proteins are too expensive. That's the headline. Um, what will it take to bolster plant-based protein? Meatless Farm says innovation. That's from Food Navigator. Um, vegan meat leader Impossible Foods lays off six percent of staff despite steady growth. So that's another good, not good. Uh, Washington Post responds with the plant-based meat movement is down but not out. Uh, this is from BeefCentral.com, so you can imagine this one. Plant-based meat gets a reality check. Um, restaurant business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I read everything. I read all sides. Uh, restaurant business online says consumers' appetite for plant-based meat products may be waning. Uh, fast company. Vegans need to stop exaggerating the health benefits of a plant-based diet. And then when we'll get to later, I tried making my family eat a plant-based diet for a week. It didn't go well. Uh, so, I mean, like, th- it's not good. Oh, and newsmedical.net. People on plant-based diets eat little fruit, vegetables, and whole grains. So it's a lot of negative stuff. And like I said before, if you just read the vegan news sources, which are fun and nice, and I like that they promote our cause, uh, you, don't, you don't get the idea that, I mean, the story is that this is collapsing. And if, if you are just in this little bubble, it's easy to miss that. So um, it's, I think it's an interesting discussion, like where is, where is the growth going to come from uh, to highlight that? So I wanted to mention the Impossible Foods thing. There's not really news there, but apparently they're up like 70% on the year, not their stock, but their amount of yeah. their sales. So it's a banner year for them. They've got all these new partnerships, um, but still they're not immune to economy and forces that are causing layoffs and things like that. So they, they've had to lay off some people. Um, so that's that's like just a sign of the times, I think. But then this new uh, survey from Deloitte, D E L O I T T E. I don't know how to say that word. I think that's it. Uh, that they they did a survey recently uh, and looked at some data. And like all the news outlets are reporting, not the vegan news outlets, but the the other the big ones. They're pointing to this stuff as the the sign that like this is this is over. That this this boom is done. Um, so in in twenty twenty one from this is from from August twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. Dollar sales are flat. They're down only 1%. Uh, 
but units are down 7.2%. And apparently the data is much, much worse for the refrigerated plant-based alternative meat stuff uh, than the frozen section, which is interesting to me. I don't know quite how to explain that. I was trying to think about it. I was thinking, does yeah, that mean, yeah, yeah. is that the Beyond and the Impossibles because they're like in the refrigerated or... No, but they're they're also frozen. I think that I think that they're, you know, it says you can get the same, you know, burger patties in frozen as you can right. in the refrigerated area. Right, that's true, area. right. And so also when the refrigerated is all like the tofurkey products, those aren't right, frozen right. generally. Uh, mm-hmm. All the, you know, so all those kind of like deli meats or the the things that kind of like are like hot dogs or sausages, those tend to be in the refrigerated. Um, so I, you know, I don't know if there's, I don't know what explains that difference, why the frozen would sort of maintain and while the, while the refrigerated wouldn't. Um, but in general, so just a bunch of insights. And I, I do think this kind of report is, is unbiased. I don't think they're trying to paint any picture. I think it's a research like agency and that's what they do. Uh, some of the quotes is that the addressable market may be more limited than many thought. Um, although seven in 10 people, uh, you know, said that the taste had improved dramatically in recent years. Uh, a portion of the of the portion that's open to trying the new stuff may have already reached a saturation point. And what they're finding is that because of higher prices, perhaps, uh, and oh, so so it used to be that sixty eight percent thought that this stuff was healthy. Now it's only sixty percent. Uh, and there's this willingness to buy the stuff that is getting, going low. People are afraid this is too woke. This is woke food. Uh, and they're staying away from it's, I mean, that's what they said. People are staying away from it for that reason, a certain segment. Um, so anyway, it's, and think, I guess, go ahead. Do you think that the, uh, the, the decrease in people who think that it's health food is because, because it's showing up in all of these, uh, like fast food places and, and these traditionally non-health food, um, environments, you know, I mean, cause like if, if you thought of, if, if a couple of years ago you thought of vegan food and you thought, um, like, uh, vegan cafes and you thought of salads and, and, you know, whatever else, even, it, even if it was a, like a plant-based burger or whatever, you just thought of it as kind of like this healthier thing, but now you're seeing it, um, alongside, uh, everything else at Panda Express or McDonald's or Burger King, you know, so now it's like no longer, no longer this like thing that's in this other place that I don't right. really go to very much. I think, I mean, that, that is, to me, that is just one facet of this larger concern that not just I, but a lot of people have had that like we, it loses the identity as a health food diet, the more and more mm-hmm. this stuff comes out and for good reason, because it, it becomes less and less of a healthy diet. Uh, because you know, beyond orange chicken next to the other stuff, like maybe that's a slightly healthier choice than the regular orange chicken they have there, but it yeah. still has, it still has the sugar and the salt and the fat that makes that delicious. And it's still, you know, it's protein just like that is, uh, which honestly not always a good thing. Tons of protein. So I, I don't know. It's 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 not that much healthier. It's kind of the same food, uh, and the worst parts of it are all still there. So you know, I, I, it's it's a big thing. Like the identity. This is this is changing, and uh, that that may be a big part of it. So yeah. I, I also think like somehow as I looked, I looked in much more detail that I'm going to go into here at this Deloitte research. Um, but I just have the sense that it's like like you know how I especially I don't know how much you were into this, but like I was last Halloween. I walked around for Halloween and I brought like two non-alcoholic beers with me because I was so pumped about non-alcoholic beers. And I, I went, I'd gone to the liquor store that weekend, bought a, just a variety of different ones, IPAs, stouts. And like I was doing that during the week. And even on Halloween, a night when it's fun to crack open a beer and walk around the neighborhood while the kids do trick-or-treating, uh, at least in my neighborhood, which is where I, we came here last year, even though we didn't live here yet. We just came here to trick-or-treat. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but like, and it was fun and I was all in for a while but then 
you know, I had a regular beer again at some point, and it was like, <laughs> this is actually a lot better than the stuff that I've kind of been trying to convince myself is uh, really good yeah. or is yeah, indistinguishable. Yeah. And I don't know. And then I just, it crept back in. So I just kind of wonder if, like, there was a novelty to this. People thought, like, well, I'm a meat eater. I'm not going to stop eating meat, but I'm going to, like, start having this stuff at home or, or in the, you know, during the weekdays or whatever. And, like, had this maybe this plan to start eating more of this, working it into their diet. And, I don't know. I just think probably they've all slid back. Not all. A lot of them have slid back to how they were in the same way that I slid back from non-alcoholic beers to regular beer. Uh, so I don't know. I just, I, it just had that sense that like it was this fun thing people really wanted to try, and now they're back to their old ways because they've had enough to compare side by side and say, it's a little bit better, the original, if that's what you're used to eating and that's you know what you view as, as good. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just had that hunch that that's happening. And that's what's making me saying like, Okay, so like, what's the next phase of growth? If, the, if we're past the novelty phase, mm-hmm. what is it that's going to make this grow? And maybe it won't. Maybe it won't keep growing. Maybe it'll be what it is for a long time. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, so just... So I, th- I think that the burgers taste great. Like the Impossible and the Beyond Burgers, mm-hmm. they taste they taste really good. What, whether they taste exactly like a meat burger, I'm not sure, but I think they're good. Same with the like uh, the like the big sausages that, that Beyond makes. Um we had the impossible chicken nuggets the other day and they, they were okay, you know, right? Like, but they weren't all that exciting, right? But now we're seeing so many different, so many different things. Every, you can get everything vegan now or a lot of it, like a lot of different type of meats. And some of them just aren't very good yet, right? So people are trying that stuff thinking that it's supposed to be really good, but it's really right. not that good. And we, we kind of get in, we're going to get into that a little bit in this next article. Yep. Um, and so, you know, if you try something that there's been all this hype about and you've been reading about it, and you've been hearing all this, you know, positive right. things about how how much it tastes like real meat and then you try it and it's not very good like of course it's gonna kind of you're you know you might have been someone who would who would have been the perfect target audience and now you're kind of let down yeah right and you and i think this this meat is delicious this new vegan meat is like just amazingly good or the same thing but we are coming at it from a totally different place than mm-hmm. all these people who who were responsible for this boom in sales and that's people right. who weren't vegans weren't vegetarians they were just trying to work this in and compare this and put this into the regular diet. For us, we'd been vegan for years when this started taking off, and yeah. then it seemed like, wow, this is so much better than what we had before. Further, I think people are trying to eat, buy the stuff and saying, this is going to replace the center item on my plate. The star of the meal is going to be replaced yeah. by this fake thing that you know, if you treat it that way and it's the center of your plate and it's like the best part of your dinner, you're going to be let down because it's not the same, and it doesn't taste as good as the original stuff, even though it's really close and in like a fast food context or in the context that I think it's honestly how I use it much more. Like if you make a pasta sauce and you use a small amount of this in there to add some of the authentic texture and some of the flavor and just the experience of eating like a bolognese sauce or something, uh, where it's not like the central thing, it's just part of it. I feel like Mm -hmm. in in that it works fine. But this article we're going to get to now, we might as well just move over to it. Uh, this This is from a New Zealand thing called The Spinoff. Uh, and the, art, the headline is, I tried making my family eat a plant-based diet for a week. It didn't go well. So in this, this I mean, this is a poorly written article. It's just, it's not, it, it's just, it's weird. He, he just goes through the foods that they ate and, I don't know, repeats phrases and just, it's just not good. Uh, but he basically did this. They ate, they ate veggies and fake meats for their whole week. The kids hated it. The wife hated it. Everyone was dying to go back to meat when they got back to it. It doesn't sound like this person. So at first, as I was reading this, uh, I was thinking, well, this guy just doesn't, he, he's just out to show that this stuff's terrible. 
from the very beginning, he talks about the fake cardboard-like bacon thing that they had, uh, and you know, just went on about how it was absolutely not the guilt-free pleasure it was promised. It was really wasn't pleasurable at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, he was he was worried about the crowns on his teeth crack. I mean, t- stupid stuff like that. Uh, so anyway, but then he goes on, like in the second half of the article, and he says. It's too bad because there's no denying we should all be eating less meat. Too much of it is bad for you. It can be terrible for the planet. All this. Stuff. And, and so, like, he's he's sort of is on the side of, like, this would be a good thing if I could do this. But I just, I tried and I hated it. And it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, and that's different from, you know, BeefCentral.com who says this stuff is doomed because it was right. it, right. it's awful yeah. and it's fake and it's an awful mm-hmm. thing for the world. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, he, he, there's some really things that are just unfair but i think i think what he did doug is is what i just said and you kind of did too uh like they just they're just trying to like eat the same way but just swap yeah. in these and right. that's very different and the few meals that he said were good was like a i think he said a malay curry with sunfed uh which these are brands that we don't have in the u.s i don't think but like the foods where it was what i said were like you make a good dish and the meat is this one little part of it and you swap in the vegan version and it's all these other flavors are there and it's not that important if it doesn't taste exactly side by side the same as the one because it's only one part of a whole lot of parts yeah um it works great in that context so but anyway the kids that's they said that was too spicy so anyway i, yeah, I but i'm I mean, wondering I mean, is like problem, how do problem, we reach this i mean person? he literally he literally tried to make the same foods that he would do just with with vegan versions of the meat like you know bacon and eggs and meatballs and all this stuff i mean what what kills me with the like and this is the problem i think with the expansion of these plant-based meats is that people um forget that there's like so many delicious meals out there that don't have uh that don't have fake meat in it right i mean and and it's fun to add in sometimes it's fun to like you were saying be like a, a little special part or add a little bit of flavor or texture or something like that to to a pasta sauce but like you don't have to have bacon and eggs for your breakfast you can have a delicious pancake breakfast i mean it doesn't have to be healthy but you know there's so many different ways you can have uh you can you can have a plant-based breakfast or or lunch or whatever that isn't that has nothing to do with with vegan meat right and so and in in fairness they did do some of that stuff he talked about how they were all hungry all the time this whole week which i'd like to see a picture of the family because if they're if they're overweight or they're not healthy then i'm thinking you know maybe that's one of the good things about plant-based diet but we don't know maybe they're really healthy and they truly just couldn't get the amount of calories they're used to eating this way and so he said they made lots of smoothies and i think he said pancakes even uh so like they made some other stuff that was part of a plant-based diet but you know the point is the same like this isn't just it's not going to work that way and and like not faulting the person reading this article well, because I'm, I'm faulting the movement or us for expecting that we're that this stuff's going to just keep on growing until everyone's eating you know 30 percent of the meat is now plant-based meat because it's not because this is people's experience with it they're not vegans who start working it into stuff and feeling like it's it's a good thing uh it's people who you know like if we want to get that next level of growth it's going to be from people finding ways for people like this to be happy with with how they eat, how, how the plant-based meats are in their diet. And yep. it's just, for this guy's experience, it's it's a terrible one. So at the end, he talks about how he go, he went into, he was kind of done. And he was going into the store to buy all these meats and stock up real meat again. Uh, and the person there handed him apparently like a little sample bowl of lasagna, that they, I guess in the store, uh, Plantry, I think is the, bland, the brand. Uh, they gave him like a sample, he had it, and he said it was really good. He couldn't tell the difference between that and the real thing. Um, 
but he dismissed any offers to put boxes of it in the basket. And so, anyway, and he walked by carrying all this wheat meat on the way out, and he felt ashamed, I guess. Uh, but to me, like, that, he misses the point. Like, that's the type of meal. That's exactly it, right? Like, that lasagna right, is a right, good example. Yeah. There's a uh-huh. meal that doesn't depend on the central meat. It's all this other good stuff. Uh, but by that point, he was he was done. He already made up his mind. And then the article has an interesting conclusion where he is drunk and watching TV and final line is, but I was drunk and I didn't care. I guess he ate the last of his burgers that was, or last of his plant-based burgers. It was a very weird ending to, to a very weird article. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't know. I do think, I think as funny as it is, like if we expect that this is going to just replace the meat in everybody's diet, this experience has to be way, way better. And it, I don't, you know, I think he's right. Like, if you just went out and tried to buy a bunch of plant-based meats, this is this would be your experience if you just switched over like this. Mm-hmm. So, so what do we do? <laughs> well, this is this is what I think is like. There's this identity crisis, and that's why I, I liked having that fiber article at the start of this. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't know. Ten years ago, we were thinking how this diet's going to grow, and it wasn't like because of Impossible Whoppers and all this other stuff. It was that this is such a healthy diet. Like, we got to keep spreading this message and sustainability, but health and athletes, and let's do what Plant Build is doing and demonstrate that you can feel great and, like, be a success story. Uh, and that was that was my favorite way, I thought, to spread the message in those early days. It was like, just be a good example of someone who starts eating this way and starts doing great. Not that it makes you a faster runner or a better athlete, but, like, it's just part of a lifestyle change that – you know, you start taking your food seriously again and, and you start getting fit and all this stuff. Right. Um, and then for the past, you know, two, three years, when I think about how's the movement grow, I think Impossible Whoppers, Beyond Burgers, like that's how we get it into everybody's hands and bellies. Uh, so I don't know. This, I'm like, like I said, kind of at the beginning, like this idea of the movement collapsing or the plant-based meat industry or whatever, like I do think it's, like, like we've said before, kind of just a, a little um, speed bump on the way to something much bigger. Yeah. But like when those people I'm tapping, like when we t- compare this to the dot-com crash of 2000, like it's also a reality check for that industry. And they have to kind of reassess and say, okay, yeah. this, is, this isn't just taking off like we thought or like it looked like it was going to. We now need to like make it better and build and build and build and make it good. And that's what happened with the internet, obviously. Um, so that needs to happen now. I don't know where that is, but I'm just starting to wonder, like, maybe it's not just making the foods better and better and closer and closer to the real thing. Uh, It's possible that's it, but I don't know. I think the health story is so, so important, and I I don't know if the sustainability story matters to enough people still from the data we've seen, Um, but the health story is a a big one, and I I don't know. I don't know how do we we kind of recapture that if if it's starting to slide away because the more we get the fast food comparisons, the less this seems like a, a health diet. Yeah. I don't know how to do this, but I think that the solution has something to do with educating on people how to how to cook both the fake meats, but also uh, like meals without that. So I, you know, I'm thinking about this guy, right? If he had if he had had more experience with plant based meals in general, just had cooked them on just random Monday nights or Friday nights or for breakfast or lunch or whatever, then he probably wouldn't have put together this menu that included uh, impossible meatballs, burgers with uh burgers with cats eats or i don't know whatever let's eat uh you know but like burgers uh meatballs hot dogs red chicken like it would have looked a lot different right his menu would have looked a little bit different so if if people can get more comfortable with um with both cooking the fake meats but also with uh you know cooking meals that maybe the meat isn't the star of the show then um then I think it'll more naturally grow. And so then when they decide to take on a challenge like this or when they decide to go 
vegan on Mondays or Fridays or whatever, then um, it's, you know, it's less of a huge shift. And then they're not expecting this, this thing where they can just take one piece and replace it with right. a, vac- a right. fake version. Yeah, I think that's right. It's harder. That, that takes work. Um, yeah, right. And I don't know how to do that. I mean, people have been trying to do that for years. We've been trying to do that for years. So Right, right. But no, I, I think you're right. Uh, and here's a good example. I, I hated this line in this article. He was talking about veggie delight hot dogs. He said, the veggie delight hot dogs were fine, mainly because they were drowned in caramelized onions, mustard, and my last remaining bottle of some kind of sauce. But they lacked the crisp pop and squeak of a proper frankfurter. And I was like, come on, dude. Like, you need this to have the pop and squeak of the of the food that you're eating. Like, it's not enough that it tastes kind of pretty much like it, and when you put sauces on it, it's fine. You need the pop and squeak to be the, to be completely yeah. authentic. I mean, it's like, we're not going to win. Like, I mean, maybe maybe one day we'll get the food to be literally identical, indistinguishable in every way. But I think if you're looking for it for a long, long time from now, you're gonna be able to tell when it does. It's not exactly the real thing. Uh, so if that's your standard, then right. I mean, not, so I think that standard has to be changed. And I think that's what yeah. you were saying. And yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard work. But but yeah. Right. But but if he if he had you know someone called out rice and beans and rice and lentils are are uh, you know are very filling. Like if he had like approached that one meal, we're just gonna have burritos and there's just not gonna be a fake meat in there it's gonna be a bunch of rice and beans and it's gonna be you know build your own burrito or whatever like maybe his kids would have loved that and maybe he would have been very satisfied right right you would think so it'd be something different <laughs> probably and that's generally i mean maybe kids don't like variety but i like variety and i uh-huh. think i think when you get a chance to try different things they said this curry maybe they make that kind of stuff all the time i don't know but uh yeah i think i think more of those meals would have made for a different article so uh if i hadn't already said it was poor writing I would, I would hope to get in touch with this guy and challenge him and say, hey, here's an idea. Let me, let me make you a better menu and try that for a week. Uh, we, should, uh, we should bring him on. Yeah, but I made fun of his writing. I know. We, it'd be like a hot little like debate thing. He used laden. He used laden in two straight consecutive sentences. He said the shells were laden with ready-to-eat meals. Uh, nah, I can't find it. All right. Anyway, now, we're, now we're just being like, picky. No, no. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind. It's an awful article. <laughs> I'm surprised this is on a professional site <laughs> yeah. uh the whole food experience uh is a good reminder most people don't eat enough whole food healthy calories so when they shift to a plant-based diet they are often hungry they're not uh it's a big change like like you were saying matt um uh and then jeffrey jeffrey hudnell um asks why does gardein not get enough not get much love for their products yeah <laughs> Cause it's not it's not as good. I mean, right? Yeah. It, I, I haven't had. I mean, Guardian. I know those chicken finger things. They they were good. But if you mm-hmm. try to get the grilled chicken Guardian, I just never thought it was very good at all. Uh, so I don't know. Are they still improving their stuff? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they have to be right to be competing. They they were like they've been around for a long time, right? I've been eating Guardian stuff for forever. Um, uh, the Guardian meatballs. We like we eat those sometimes. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't not like Guardian. It's just it's not my go-to. But yeah, nah, we haven't we haven't bought that stuff in forever. I always see it, but it's just not. I don't know. Never. Oh, it's never the, Gar- the Guardian uh, fish sticks or whatever. I don't know what they're called. Um, fish fillets. Those were the fish fillets that I had a couple. Mm, right. A couple weeks ago. And you said they were good, right? They were good. Yeah, and we actually got some more, and uh, the kids devoured them this weekend. Cool. Good. Stephen wants to know, has the vegetarian butcher brand made it to the U.S. yet? Dutch company. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think that I've just herbivorous... read a bunch of articles about them. Okay. There's herbivores. I think that's how you would say it. Uh, 
that butcher. They've been around for a while. They're getting big. And they're actually, they are my cousin's friend or something. I don't know why I've never connected with them, but we should. Uh, anyway, but they're, they're big time now. Uh, they're getting celebrity shout outs and things like that. Uh, so no, I don't know them. Abbott's Butcher, I think, is our friends who sent us the stuff. Um, uh-huh. They're nice. Yep. Steven says, best plant-based chicken I've ever tried. Wow. Okay. Good. And so Jeffrey anyway. says that Gardein is improving. The burgers are getting better. Uh, he also, before we move on, or wait, I am going to ask something that moves us on. So if you have anything to... There is no moving on. This is it. We're at okay. the end. All right. Steven. Steven also asked what uh, if we had our Halloween costumes picked out yet. <laughs> uh, my, my daughter does. She's going to be Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Hmm. Aaron and I were thinking about Wayne and Garth because we were at the Halloween store yesterday and we were like, I, I, I do not want to spend $50 on a costume for one night of a party or whatever, hosting trick-or-treating. So I saw Wayne and Garth. They were trying to sell the costume, but I thought just a wig and the glasses and a right T-shirt and, and you got it. So that, yeah. we might do that. That seems like kind of a nice easy one. What about you? Marty McFly again? No, uh, I think we'll probably do a family uh, a family costume. And... Um... It kind of depends. We're waiting on Eliza, my eldest, to, to decide what she wants to do. It's, if she's debating between ninja, which would be fun if we were a family of ninjas. I could get down with that. That would um, be cool. The other thing, she's, she really likes making up superheroes, her own superheroes, and like having a backstory to it. And the latest one that she's on is Christmas Girl. And uh, not su- super crazy about this one. I, I would not really want to be, want to be a, Christmas, <laughs> a Christmas superhero. But, uh, <laughs> you know, well, like whatever. It. That's a good costume. Yeah, <laughs> like walking down, walking down throughout Halloween, dressed up in Christmas clothes. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I love her imagination and yeah, her creativity. Right, right. gotta foster mm-hmm. that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, Stephen, tell us if you've got a costume planned. Yeah. Uh oh, you went, uh, Matt. Did yeah. I lose you? Sorry, I got a text. I swiped it away, and it happens now and then. Can you hear me now? Okay. All right. Yep, you're back. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I I don't think there's more, Doug. I think uh, I think we've done. I, like I guess to wrap this up, I we've been talking so much about fake fake meat for the past like month and a half. We've done this, and I just like I think as we jumped into this, it was so easy to be seduced by like just the amount of stuff that's coming out, which I've said over and over now. So I'm not going to say it all again. Um, and it was really fun to talk about. But I'm I'm kind of thinking like this. I don't know. I'm glad to have this perspective now and saying like, there's more to the growth of this movement than just making more and more of that stuff. Uh, mm. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited about what that is. Also about what, what sort of articles that makes us choose here for this. Uh, but I just think, I don't know, it's interesting. And I'm, and I'm glad to have this, this perspective now. And honestly, what I like about it is like, I, I don't, it, the fake meat is fun, but it's not that fun to step back and say like, all we talk about is fake meat. And like that—that's the future of this movement—is just making junkier and junkier food that more mimics animal products. It's—it's it's fun when there's when there's benefits and energy and uh, you know good stories about people's lives changing. I don't know. I like that stuff. So I, I hope we can work some some of that in. Yeah, I think I think we will. I think we're uh, I think we definitely will. And you know, it'd be it'd be awesome if this show became a tool for people to grow the movement. You know, um, and. Uh, I think that No Meat Athlete Radio did to some degree, and, and, and hopefully this will too. And I think that to do that, we need to talk more about more than just uh, plant-based meats. But um, By no means does this mean we're not going to cover plant-based meat. I'm still, no, 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 no. I'm yeah. still very excited when I read those new, those new headlines. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we can have some more fiber articles. I, so I gotta I gotta give one more shout out to Just Egg. That, uh, I really like that stuff. And Chloe, my two-year-old, um, 
I mean, she just, I mean, she would have eaten the entire bottle of it. I mean, she wow. just loved it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anything that that's, that's that good and high in protein and mm-hmm. made from mung beans uh, is not, is, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a health food. I actually have no idea. But uh, Right. We don't know that. I don't know how, how processed that stuff is. But yeah, I'll have to give that a try. I'm, I was never an egg eater, so I just don't, don't mm-hmm. really find much use for it. But uh, I'll try it. Okay. All right. We got we got a, a topic request for for pre and post run vegan food, so we'll have to think about that too. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, we're 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 coming up with ideas. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, this was fun, Doug. We went a little long, and I'm glad about that. Um, it's holiday, yeah. chilling out, and no guests today. Just Matt and Doug. So there you go. Everybody who was angry about the guests, which honestly I don't think it was anybody, except for my daughter. My daughter didn't like the guests. She said she said oh, the show okay. is no good for going to bed anymore. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> Uh, she, she doesn't like the guests. Okay, well that's good. That's good. We were making this for her anyway, so it's, it's perfect. <laughs> exactly. No, but if you are uh, if you are a frequent watcher, feel free anytime to request to come up and join us, like you've seen other guests do, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll have you on for a minute or two or whatever. Make your point, and then then we'll then we'll move you along. Okay, uh, I see comments are still coming in. My screen has gone completely dark ever since that uh, little snafu that happened when I swiped the wrong way on a text message. Um, oh. So you can read those if they're any good, or we can just uh, wrap it up. Uh, yeah, just a, a nice, this will this be a good one for us to wrap up on. Okay. Jeffrey says, uh, no meat athlete helped along the way in changing him to, to be vegan. The timing of the new book and the podcast made it really easy. So thank you. So, oh, good. All right, yeah. Jeffrey. Thank you. Glad to hear that. Love it. All right. All right, everybody. Good Thanks for joining. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Regularly yes. scheduled. That's right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Tomorrow we'll be back with a regular, normal episode like this was, but probably not as long. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. See ya.